Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 38. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Joining me on today's show is Stacey Copas, and she has not let a devastating accident that left her a quadriplegic and dependent on a wheelchair at the age of 12 slow her down. Instead, she has used her life experience and personal philosophies to become Australia's number one keynote speaker and facilitator on resilience and turning adversity into an asset, working with organisations such as Telstra, Southeast Water and the Sea. SIRO. More recently, Stacey has added athletics to her repertoire after 22 years of inactivity to further stretch her comfort zones, becoming the first woman in her classification to compete in Australia and is training to qualify for the 2020 Paralympics. Stacey is an ambassador for the Lane Beachley Foundation, Aim for the Stars, and in her spare time, you're likely to find Stacey in the nearest patch of sunshine with a book recharging her solar powers. Now on today's show, Stacey's going to share some inspiration to help us put things into perspective, tips for dealing with stress and overwhelm for leaders and their teams, as well as simple strategies to help us stay positive and focused, even in the challenging of times. So welcome to the show, Stacey. It's a pleasure to be with you here today, Anne-Marie. You've got a number of different milestones, and in this particular series, we love to celebrate alongside of our guests. So you have got your first book, and it's titled How to Be Resilient, and it was endorsed by Brian Tracy, Lane Beachley, and Jack DeLosa, and that was published in 2015. Yeah, it was um it was a very very long process, and um yeah, I've likened it to it's the closest I'll probably have to having children. So it's been my book baby. <laughs> Fantastic! I know that uh, I've spoken to a lot of women who are in leadership or they're working in their own business, and they would love to have their own book. And you know, to get to get the time to and get thoughts out of your head and onto paper or typed into your computer and getting started can certainly be something that is a challenge. So congratulations for, for doing that. That's great. Now, taking up athletics after 22 years of inactivity to further stretch your comfort zones and, and training to qualify for the 2020 Paralympics. Wow. Yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy journey. <laughs> and it's interesting because after I had my accident at um, 12 years old, mm. um, where unfortunately I, I actually dived into a, a backyard pool and broke my neck and drowned wow. and um, before that, I was an athlete mm. and I made a pact at that point in time that I was never going to play sport again. And pretty much up until 20, you know, 22 years after that, that's when I decided it was time to get fit and mm. ended up doing athletics of all things. And now 
um, you know, set a really big goal to, to compete for Australia in Tokyo. Fantastic. Can I ask what, what happened that had you change your, you know, your mind? Because you'd set that intention, you weren't going to, to do sports anymore. Was it a, a number of different things that happened over the years or, or what happened for you? It was actually just this moment where I had this thought, an urge that came from I don't know where, but it was so strong. And it was a couple of days after my 34th birthday. And I just had this urge that said, you know, Stacey, it's time to get fit. And I'm like, okay. Um, there's, there's, there's as you do. Times, as you do, because you, you know how you get these times where you know there's, there's a time to question things and there's a time not to question things. And this was just such a strong, you know, in, intention, message um, from don't know where. But um, I thought, look, it's not um, not to be argued with. So I thought I'd better do something about it. Yeah, fantastic. And just another milestone. You've been featured by the Financial Review, the Australian ABC Radio, Sydney Morning Herald uh, for your insights on resilience in the workplace. And I think, um, you know, really looking forward to you sharing a lot of your insights and wisdom in today's episode as well. So let's talk about putting things into perspective. When you think about some of the things that have, have happened um, for you and then some of the challenges that you, you see people face, help us put some of those things into perspective. Definitely. And, and again, it all comes down to you know, what's happening in our lives at the time because, you know, there can be times where something that seems quite insignificant can really have a huge impact and there's other times where there can be really huge things that happen that really don't seem to throw us off track as much as, as they would. Um, so that's why I sort of look at things as being a proactive approach. So resilience for me is about, you know, regular practices that then enable us to get to the point where when these things do happen, then they don't have a big hit on us. Um, and probably what I find has been the benefit that I bring to, you know, an organisation or an audience is that I've had some pretty extreme stuff happen in my life. I've had some, you know, some massive, massive setbacks. And by sharing some of that stuff and then the things that I did to overcome that, then people can go, well, wow, if you were able to do these things to overcome something as, you know, seemingly insurmountable as that, mm -hmm. then, you know, perhaps some of these things that we're sort of dealing with at the moment, if we apply the same things, then, geez, it really isn't going to be that much of an issue in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I think of, you know, how you shared your personal story from the age of, of 12, and even just recently, you know, you thought, I'm going to get fit again uh, and not only just get fit again you're thinking you know what I I my goal is to qualify for the 2020 para Olympics and you know when you think sometimes we get up and we have a sore back or, or whatever it might be and it's like oh you know what I just can't be bothered so to hear you share where you are at and the fact that you made that decision to do that is incredibly empowering and it's interesting too because I I originally was aiming to qualify for the Rio Paralympics, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. you know again I had a lot of setbacks along the way, and, and this is you know another th and, and, you know a message that's important for people to to take on board as well is that you know sometimes the the, the goal doesn't happen as quickly as we'd like it to. Mm -hmm. I think we all underestimate how long things will take, so it's important to you know to not be too discouraged, but 
to go, well, okay, well, maybe I just need to rejig the timeline a bit. You know, the goal hasn't changed. It's just the the time in which it's taken to get there is a little bit longer than I had originally planned. Yes, yes. Let us talk about resilience a little bit and, and please feel free to, to share some of the things I'm sure you've written in, in your book and we'll, we'll certainly share a link on how you, we can all access um, your book at the end of, of the show. But speaking about resilience, what has resilience meant for you? How has it shown up for you in your life? I mean, we are, obviously there's things that we assume, but I never like to assume anything and I, and I think today we can take some incredible lessons away from you sharing your insights well for me resilience was probably not the label that I even that word wasn't even on my radar until probably the last sort of four or five years till I really started on this journey of being to articulate what were the things that I actually did Mm -hmm. because at the time I would just sort of look at I was just getting on with life and it was, you know, as Steve Jobs so famously said, it's not until you connect the dots in reverse. Mm-hmm. And and it was um, a mentor that I worked with that helped me to sort of articulate that what I actually am doing is 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 about teaching resilience. So it was just going and looking at what were the things that I did consciously and unconsciously along the way that enabled me to turn those lows into, you know, into the highs and, and to be able to move forward and be positive. Mm-hmm. So for me, I look at resilience not about you typically you hear people refer to it as bouncing back um, but to me that implies you're just going backwards and forwards to one point yes. whereas I see resilience as an amazing opportunity to take change or adversity and things not going our way and actually then learn from it and grow from it and then use that to be able to keep moving forward towards the goals and the big visions we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. I love the way that you've shared that because it's true when you bounce back, you, you can go from one extreme to the other, but what you've done is you've taken a step back, had a look at what do I need to do, move forward. And I love the fact that you've also shared that you set a goal, you you may not have reached it like going to, to Rio, but you thought, okay, well, now I'm going to now qualify train to qualify for the 2020 how often do you hear and I mean I point the finger at myself too how often do you hear where we set goals we didn't quite achieve them and rather than looking at ways to okay let's just continue to move forward we actually do take ourselves out of the running don't we totally I think that to me what I see so often is that people give up very easily and and it's and that's no through no fault of their own because They've been taught a, a method of goal setting that is, you know, our typical, the smart goals. Mm. And, and it's a matter of going, but, but nowhere in that process does it tell you what to do if it doesn't go to plan. And, and that's what I love sharing now. It's, it's that I see resilience, um, is something that really needs to be coupled with goal setting because the reason people don't achieve their goals so often is because they're not equipped to deal with what do I do when it doesn't go to plan? I'd imagine also too, and you, you you did mention that you were working with it with a mentor and someone who was supporting you. One of the biggest things that can hold us back is our mindset, because if we if our mindset lets us down, our beliefs and what we're telling ourselves, you know, that inner voice, that can just have us stumped and stuck, can't it? Mindset is is the biggest challenge. Um, so many other things are, are very simple to do. They can be quite simple skills, but yeah, the mindset is the is you know the the stuff that's playing over and over again in the back of our head. And mm-hmm. and a, a reason that I didn't do any sports for twenty two years was the stories that I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling myself I, I couldn't play sport like I used to because I was an athlete. I can't do it like I used to, so I'm never going to do it again. And I just kept that going over and over again. Yeah. Um, 
even when I first started speaking, I didn't want to speak about myself because I thought everyone would think I was a total tosser talking about myself <laughs> and why would anybody want to listen to me? Yeah. So I had that little old me stuff and it did take coaches and mentors and cheerleaders in yeah. my life to say, you know, to, they see stuff in us before we see it ourselves. Yeah. So it's really important to have that network around you that are going to support and encourage you. Absolutely. And the people in our lives that will come up to us and say with, with all, you know, the respect and love possible, say, you know, what do you think you're doing? You need to get back up and, and go because they can see right through the things that we're telling ourselves was just, just untrue and they're stopping us from really stepping forward and being the brilliant us that we can and uh, I think mindset certainly is very important. Thank you so much for sharing those. Let's talk, talk about the next point you would like to share some insights around. This is about dealing with stress and overwhelm, particularly for leaders who have teams and have got responsibility for other people. It can get really really stressful in, in today's workplace, can't it? Absolutely, it can and it does. Mm. And um, especially for leaders because the leaders are, you know, they've got all eyes are on them. And this is something that I've learned a lot through working with, you know, different CEO groups and, and leaders in, you know, in, in different organisations around the country is that they, they're under the microscope all the time. So even if they are feeling stressed, they're going to have to, they've, they've, they've obviously, um conscious of how that then is you know relayed to their teams mm -hmm. and so sometimes they, they sort of feel that they're keeping a lid on it but they're not really um, so people start to get worried and um, they sort of think well is there something you're not telling us so it's really important that um, as a leader people um, do find ways to manage their stress um, for me I find that by being resilient and actually looking at it as a preventative measure rather than a reactive measure, um, then you find better ways to then get, to, you don't get to the point where you're really, really stressed and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you're looking at it as a, as a proactive approach to stress rather than a reactive approach to stress is something that I'm really focusing on. Yes. When, when you, you think typically back to maybe some of the things that you've seen, um, that's common in in the workplace when you talk about taking on more of a proactive response and and that's intertwined with resilience are there one or two things that really stand out that if leaders started to do that from today that they really would see a significant impact in the workplace there's a couple of things that i find have been really useful for for leaders i've worked with but also just things that i've done for myself personally um, one of the things is just being very conscious of the language that we use. Yeah. So it's being careful not to get overly dramatic, um, you know, when things are probably a little bit tougher than they have been because people have a tendency to use words like devastating and horrific mm -hmm. and awful when, you know, really they're not that bad. Yeah. It might be a little bit disappointing or not quite where you want them to be, but it's being careful about the language that they use and, one of the, the ways that I found was probably the best way to start to practice this is just through the act of journaling. Um, so it's it's starting to look at ways you can find the bright spots, look for the good stuff that's happening and just have a very conscious approach to the way that you actually describe things and, um, and being present 
to actually be able to describe things in a way that's actually truly accurate to where it is. Yes, that's so true. Particularly as leaders, we do lead by example. So if we find that we are using really expressive language and terminologies, which does, you know, are just way out over the top, uh, then that's going to impact the team and they may start using that language too. It's incredible, isn't it? The way that just some words that we use can just exacerbate things when really they can be managed quite simply and quite effectively um, for, for sure. Are there any other areas that you see could be dealt with uh, in a much better way by looking at resilience and, and how we can implement that? Um, probably one of the things that is, is necessary in business and in life is, is just being clear on the vision mm. because the, the easiest way to sort of get things back on track when things aren't going to plan is to actually stop, actually take a moment to stop and then go, okay, well, what are we working towards? Just reconnect with that big picture. Um, and because a lot of the time things, you, you get overwhelmed because you lose sight. You lose sight of what you're working towards. So in, in, in my book, I, I refer to this as, you know, it's your inspiration. So it's being very clear on what does inspire and energize you and being sure to, to know how to tap into that when you need that little bit of a boost when things aren't going to plan and and also as a leader it's then how you share and you demonstrate that to the team and particularly in larger organizations some people feel that that perhaps their their role isn't that important or they don't understand how what they're doing they seem it's not significant in the big picture but as we know that every little piece is crucial to the overall running and the overall success of an organisation towards, you know, working towards their vision. Yeah, so true. Without a vision, people don't know what they're uh, working towards and they certainly can't collaborate, um, yeah, to, to move forward to that. Fantastic. Let's talk about some simple strategies to help us stay positive and focused in challenging times. One of the things that I've found to be so beneficial, and this is a recent addition, and I didn't even touch on it in the book. It's it's amazing how we're always learning. Mm. Um, is the importance of sleep. I was one of these ones that I said I'll sleep when I'm dead, um, and I lived my life pretty much on five to six hours sleep, and mm -hmm. you know sometimes a lot less than that. And I didn't realize I would sort of go, you know, look, I'm I'm, I'm I get my I get the job done. But I've learned a lot about the difference between being functional and being optimal. I find that when you're you are sleep deprived, you, you you've got a much shorter fuse, and a lot of the times when you you are finding yourself in challenging times, then it's certainly magnified by being tired. Um, so that's probably one of my biggest learnings and. Um, you know, it's taken getting involved in sport, particularly to learn the importance of sleep and having trainers hammer me on how important it is to have sleep and recovery. And I'm certainly seeing the benefits of that of recent times in my productivity and my focus and um, and certainly being able to remain positive even when you have those days and weeks where it seems to snowball with all the things that don't go to plan. But yes. being able to quickly get back on track is really important and so much easier when you're fresh. Yeah, I, I totally agree. One of the other things that you mentioned too was around journaling. And, you know, mm. I know for some people, and I try and do this too, journaling or just take, spending a bit of time, whether it be in the morning or even in the evening, journaling and just having some quiet time to refresh and recuperate. Now, sometimes when we're just so busy and we've got a lot of things on our to-do list, 
those kind of things tend to get pushed aside. Oh, I'll do that another time. But if we don't schedule it, if we don't set our clocks to say at that time, I'm going to wind down and I'm going to go to bed and go to sleep, it just doesn't get done, does it? It's so true. It's so true. And it, and it's these things that we sometimes seem quite insignificant, but it's the practice of doing things consistently. And I know that for me, getting involved, getting the journal habit going was it was a matter of starting starting a 90-day process and it was a no exceptions process. And through this time, I've actually got, I use Penzu, so P-E-N-Z-U, um, it's an online journal. And with that, I can either email my journal in, I can use an app, or if I'm at my computer, I can type it in. And I had times in that first 90 days where I was almost asleep and I realized I hadn't done it. So I actually got back out of bed wow. and went and did it. Um, because if you let it slip once, mm -hmm. then you're not going to create that habit. So it was a no exceptions um, approach to it. And I ended up doing it for about 15, 16 months without missing a day. Wow. And then I, I did drop the ball for a while. Um, and then once I got back into it, I'm I'm back up to about the 15, 16 month mark now with no exceptions. Yeah. And sometimes it can be one sentence. Sometimes it can be a thousand words. Yeah. But once you just, just sit there, it just something. starts to flow. Yeah. Absolutely. Just reflect. Just reflect. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, I love that no exceptions. Mm -hmm. That's a great intention, a great rule. Are you using that in any other areas of of just how you you know in your work and in life? Oh, look, I've, that's probably been the one that I've been the most disciplined with, yeah. um, which has been good. And, and it's something that, again, it's going back and reflecting on that. Um, so there's certainly things that I'm working on at the moment um, where, and I think winter here, you know, winter here in Australia, um, I did go into a little bit of a hibernation where I did let, let slip, you know, some of my habits around, um, you know, my marketing because, I, again, it's one of those things with marketing. If you're not consistent, then um, then you certainly you, your pipeline dries up. And so I found that happened and that sort of gave me a bit of a kick up the backside. So probably one of the things I do every day, no exception, is I spend 10 to 15 minutes on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I either interact on someone's post or I send a message, you know, accept or, you know, accept and message connections. Mm. So it's just a consistent practice. And, um, you know, sleep is the other one that has become a real big one for me. Yes. And the only time I've sort of let it slip a little bit is when I'm on the road. Um, and, you know, that can be a little bit different, but, you know, still doing everything I can to at least be relaxed and on the wind down um, at, a, at, a, at a decent hour. Mm, I love that. You know, one of the things that I will do, if, if I know it's an area in my life that I want to schedule, but I know it could also be one of those areas that if something happened, I'd go, mm, I'll just leave it. And this is like exercise, something like that. Mm -hmm. I will schedule it, but make sure that there's like an accountability partner. So I will, yep. you know, go and, and see a coach or go and do it with someone else so that I know, oh, well, if I don't show up, that means I'm not only letting um, the other person down, my coach is going to be there too. So sometimes by scheduling something and having an accountability partner or someone that you know is there to support you, that can be an incredible motivator uh, for you. Have you found that as well? Oh, absolutely. And for me, like my exercise, it's like I travel by taxi. So I have a recurring taxi booking, <laughs> you know, yeah. for, for the times that I go to there, I go to the to the gym. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know that I'm I'm getting, I, I get picked up at this time. I'm at the gym at this time. I get picked up to come home at this time. 
So it's it's finding and everybody's different, you know, yeah. it's about understanding your own personal motivators. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting, especially around doing things with a buddy, because we all let ourselves down all the time, but we don't want to let anybody else down. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what are some exciting things in store? I mean, obviously we've shared a biggie, which is, um, you know, training for the 2020 Paralympics. Are there any other, like another book in the horizon? What kind of things are you working on at the moment? I'm actually just about to launch my rebranded new business model. So um, I sort of started off um, with Resilience for Results has Mm -hmm. been my, my business since I started about five years ago. Um, so I've just um, just finished putting the finishing touches on the Stacey Copas Academy of Resilience um, and I see, you know, resilience and turning adversity into an asset as an essential skill, an essential life skill um, and I've got, you know, very big visions to see millions of leaders around the oh, world learning and sharing it and mm. um, and that I see myself as the pebble in the pond, you know, to who was blessed with the adversity to learn what I've learnt um, mm. and so by dropping that pebble in the pond, working with leaders, then they can then go and share and teach their teams as well. So there's certainly some really big stuff um, coming up, which I'm excited, but also a little bit scared. I think it's always a bit scary when you're about to put yourself out there again in a big way. Yeah. Um, Well, that's connected to, you know, that obviously is really connected to your why and your purpose. mm -hmm. And when you set a really big goal like that, it it does, doesn't it? It's it's exciting and it has this little, ooh, butterflies as well, which... Yeah, it's great. Love that. How can people get in contact with you? How can they get a copy of your book? What's the best way? Um, probably the best way to find me initially is just at my website, which is stacycopas.com, which I'm sure you'll pop in the show notes. Yes. And um, or LinkedIn is probably the, the the social network that I'm most active on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the the book is it can be found at howtoberesilient.com or from any of the major online retailers. Fantastic. Are there any last words of encouragement that you'd like to leave with people today? One of the things I'd love people to really spend some time reflecting on and acting on is is something we touched on earlier and it was about, you know, creating that support network around around them who are going to be their cheerleaders and are going to give them support but also who they can support and empower at the same time because so often people sort of get caught up in, well, what's in it for me mm. when really, you know, all of this stuff is an exchange of value. It's a two-way street. So seeking support and creating that network but looking at how you can support somebody else as well. Um, And the other tip there is just to avoid comparisons and especially as women, you know, women in leadership, I think the, the, the comparison issue is a really big one and it can really threaten to dent people's confidence. Um, and really when you're comparing, you're only seeing a snapshot in someone's life. You're not seeing the whole picture. And I liken it to, you know, we see a duck or a swan on a lake and everything looks like it's so graceful. Mm-hmm. But underneath the water, the legs are paddling furiously <laughs> to keep everything afloat. Yeah. So, you know, creating the network and, um, and, and being um, conscious to not compare um, in, in, an, in a way that can be to your detriment. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful way to to end the show. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, we will include all of the ways that you can connect with Stacey on the show notes and to get onto the show notes, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 38. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It's been a pleasure. 
As I've done over the last few shows, I'm inviting one of my fellow Microsoft brand ambassadors to share a tech tip in how we can use technology, whether it be the Microsoft Surface, an app or a process in order to help us streamline our business. Now, if you are using a Microsoft Surface Pro and you've got a favorite app or the way that you're using it to streamline your business, let me know. Send an email out to podcast at annemariecross.com and we'll do a shout out for you. So let's dive in to today's tech tip. Hey, Megan, you're with us again today. What's today's tech tip? Well, today's tech tip is how to pin items for easy access. So, you know, when you're trying to find an app or a file or a folder and you just need it there ready Mm -hmm. to go. So in Windows 10, if you go to your start menu and right click on an app, it says pin to access bar. So what happens, it then becomes a little icon that sits down the bottom of your device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, I have Word and Excel and things that I regularly use, including some of the documents. So it's there. I don't have to search for it. It's just sitting there already to go. Mm. Now, if you've got some apps that you've pinned and then you think, you know what, I'm not using them as much, is it easy to unpin them as well? You just right click on the app and you say unpin. Fantastic. I love that because how many times do you go through the search and where is it and click, 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 and this is certainly going to streamline that process. Fantastic. Megan, how can people find out more about you because you are the tech queen? I am. You go to www.techcoachhq.com.au and find me at uh, Megs Amanda or Megan Yemma uh, on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to check out our Tech Made Simple Facebook group for small, medium business owners, startups and entrepreneurs. Fantastic. And of course, as always, I think you're going to create another video for us just to be able to walk that through. Yes, Megan, you're doing that again for us this week? I am. There'll be a video for each week. Fantastic. And of course, go to the show notes and uh, you'll be able to see Megan step us through that tech tip. Now, before we end the show, just a quick message. Now, are you involved in the health and wellness industry? If you are, my team and I are in the process of developing the Health and Wellness Podcast Network, the platform for health and wellness specialists to share their voice. We want you to be part of the community. To find out more and to get on our VIP list, just go to annemariecross.com forward slash VIP list, annemariecross.com forward slash VIP list. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you will join me again next week. Each and every week we have another inspiring guest just like we did today with Stacey and I'm sure you've taken away lots of notes to inspire and empower you to be far more resilient in the workplace. If you haven't already subscribed to our iTunes channel, please go and do that so each week you can be notified when we publish a new show. All you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. And while you're over there, we would appreciate it so much if you could leave a comment and also rate the show. That means that we'll get pushed out to more inspired women in leadership and they can hear the show as well. Thank you so much for that. Have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. See you, Stacey. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.